This episode is sponsored by Better Help. What is the first thing that you would do if you had an extra hour in your life? Oh, the first thing I just thought was, oh, I'm going to need more than an hour to fit that stuff in. But I, the fact is, a lot of us spend our lives wishing that we had more time. I know that is for me. That's a big thing, uh, especially as you get older. <laughs> um, and the question, you know, time for what? What would you do? Would it actually make you feel better? What is it that you feel you're missing? In order, you know, that that would make it better. Um, and and one of the ways to sort of help figure out that out is, is therapy. It can help you find out what matters most to you so you can do more of it or focus on what it is that you're spending your time on that, that maybe isn't giving you that that sort of fulfilling experience. Um, and it's interesting because a lot of times people talk about therapy or they talk about mental health or it's about uh, trauma or it is about, you know, like like a, a great amount of pain or anything. And those things are all very valid and everything. But also, you know, in some ways there's stumbling blocks. Uh, there is sort of a, a, something indefinable that you're having a hard time getting to that maybe is stopping you from feeling as confident as you can, as good as you can. And, you know, therapy uh, is, is one way to go after that. If you are thinking of starting therapy, you can give BetterHelp a try. It is entirely online, is designed to, be, designed to be convenient, flexible, suited to your schedule. You fill out a brief questionnaire, you'll get matched with a licensed therapist. You may switch therapists at any time you like for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash iFanboy today to get 10% off your first month. That is BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash iFanboy. This is the iFanboy Pick of the Week 586 brought to you by Harry's. Go to Harry's.com right now and enter code iFanboy at checkout to get $5 off one of their shave sets, including a limited edition Father's Day set. That's Harry's.com code iFanboy. And iFanboy listeners just like you. Fanboy Pick of the Week. This is episode 586. I'm Josh Flanagan with my co-host Ron Richards. That's the Ron Richards. And Der Commissar Connor Kilpatrick. Hello. We are iFanboy and every week we read our stack of comic books and one of us picks up their favorite book and we call that Pick of the Week. We talk about that book, other books from the week, a patron pick, and maybe if we have some time we read some listener mail. It should be fun, but if you haven't read your books and we spoil it, it might be less fun if you're sensitive about that kind of thing. That was your warning. You know how it works. Connor, you know about fun because you made this your pick of the week. Well, before we get to Connor's pick of the week, listeners, stay tuned. Towards the end of the show, we have a very important announcement about T-shirts. We're wearing them. <laughs> Thank More <you>. than that. <laughs> this week's pick of the week was the Commandi Challenge number five. Commandi? Commandi. Is it Commandi? Commandi. No, I'm, I'm thinking no. Really? Commandi? Commandi? I don't know. This is wow. the thing about podcasting. All of a sudden, these words that no one spoke out loud, we're still running against it. I, I for my entire life, I've called it Commandi. Maybe now, you the... are not really the person that I yeah. would. <laughs> I would go to you first. <laughs> You're the person who couldn't say rusty auto parts. So, <laughs> Wow. Okay. Well, well go, go on, uh, Connor. I, I think it's Commandi. It was the Commandi cartoon. This yeah, could be maybe. this could be a uh, magneto magneto thing, you know. One is right, one is wrong. I actually right. don't know what's right. It's magneto, according to Chris Claremont. It's magneto. Well, so. I actually don't feel strongly about this, so I'll say Commandy as well. Commandy challenge number five, written by Bill Willingham, art by Ivan Reese. 
And Ron, are you still reading this? I am. Josh, were you ever reading this? I wasn't, but I did because of this, and I'm glad. The conceit of this special challenge, this miniseries they're doing, is that each issue, is, they get some high-profile talent to do one issue, leaving it on a cliffhanger, and then the next issue is up to the next team to resolve the cliffhanger and move on. And, you know, that device is okay, mostly because I don't really remember the cliffhangers. So when it's resolved, right. I don't remember what they're resolving. They've really done a poor job. Like, when it started, they did a very good job at recapping yeah. what the last one left off. And then they also had that, like, essay in the back of what the first team would have like what the people who wrote the cliffhanger would have done and that has gone by the wayside well, and now the it just well no no the essays have not been in recent issues i remember reading reading a couple where i was like there's no essay what the hell they had it here where they said they said due to editorial deadlines or something in the top of it but anyway go on anyway so i don't really care so much about the device more as i want to read a fun adventure with commandy commandy and this issue found Bill Willingham, the legendary writer of Fables, teamed with Ivan Reese, who's drawing in a very non-Ivan Reese style. Yep. When I saw his name, I was like, ooh, because I love Ivan Reese. But then, uh, I don't know if it's the Eau Claire Albert Inks or if it's the Marcello Maolo Colors, but it's a very different style, but it's very engaging. And we've been talking a lot about the problems that comics have been having with art, and certainly some of those showed up this week in comics. But this is one gorgeous book. And Ivan Reese clearly loves to draw animals. He's very good at it. And uh, also, it's a really fun story in which Commandi finds himself washed up. In a, he gets rescued by a boat because in the last issue, he's running away from these other creatures. I don't remember. Are they jackrabbits? What are they? Anyway, they, they find him, he finds himself in the water with his plant friend. She, she turns petrified to become a raft. He gets rescued by a bunch of dogs on a boat. And she floats away, very sadly. And so then there's this little adventure where he teams up with a tiger who's sort of a Sherlock Holmes-esque private detective who used to be a professional wrestler, and he's got a little bit of daring do. He's a bit of uh, Theodore Roosevelt in him. And hmm. they get attacked by uh, these birds being... God, there's so many animals in here. These birds being flown by <laughs> cats? Mongoose? I don't know what the hell that is. But anyway, it's, it's a Go very... It's a very fun adventure through this world in which Commandi is the only human and it ends in a very startling cliffhanger that I'm not sure how they're going to get out of it. It's funny because I was I was really surprised that you picked this because have, so have you been reading every issue? Yeah. Yes, I have. Okay, so I've been reading every issue and when this started I I thought for sure this was going to be one that we were talking about on a on a monthly basis. Like every time yeah. it came out I yeah. was for sure we were going to talk about it. and it really hasn't we haven't talked about it, right? For obvious reasons, you know. And because I because after the initial oh wow, this is so cool, it kind of got repetitive and it kind of got yeah really disjointed and that's what happens when you have different teams coming in and all this sort of stuff but for some reason it clicked with this issue and i don't know if it was willingham or reese it's or both. yeah you also know, or, let's let's give it to eau claire albert yeah who yeah. inked it and and i think that made a big difference to that reese difference you're seeing yeah absolutely and i don't know if it was the scene that where commandy gets eviscerated or ev eviscerated or gets you know his organs harvested where i was like oh my god this is like <laughs> but like this definitely had me going all right this is what i expected and what i wanted from this whole from the series yeah this is the best issue since the beginning I, i've been kind of you're right i've been kind of bored with the with the conceit but this i i think it's i think willingham i didn't read a lot of fables but this seems sort of in the tone of that and I would be fine mm -hmm. if he did a Commandi series. I mean, he seems to really get this, this tone, this dare, this sort of adventure 
and it's weird and the people in it are strange but it's funny and the dogs sound like pirates and it's i everything about this was really fun absolutely yeah, I, it was it, like I finished reading this and I was uh, before I finished reading this before you had told us it was the pick. And I was like, oh, man, I can't wait to talk about this again, because this shows everything that Commandy could be, you know, like this this post-apocalyptic world where anthropomorphized, you know, where animals have become sentient and can talk and humans are the rarity and just the different personalities and types. And it brings that kind of it's it taps into kind of what made Telos so special. Remember the mm-hmm. old Raringo? And mm-hmm. um, yeah, like, you know, like there's something about a talking tiger or a bunch of of, you know, like <laughs> pirate dogs and things like that. Like the pirate ship was great. I was yeah. like, oh, I would just read about these guys' adventures. You know, <laughs> but beyond that, even just the design of it, it was such a cool looking thing. Yeah, I mean, there's been a lot of top talent artists on these so far, but uh, this one is really special looking. Well, it's it's been it's been. Um... It's been inconsistent. Like there was yeah. a there there was a Jimmy and Amanda one, right? But I don't think Amanda drew it though, or did she? I forget. Um, but there, you know, but it's been like, it hasn't, I, I thought they were going to throw out like the A-listers Yeah. and as, and, and not to, you know, not to be too, yeah. Like, so the last issue issue four was James Tinian and Carlos de Anda. Right. And that one was forgettable. Issue two was Tomasi and Neil Adams, which was, which was fun, but it's still, it was, you know, a little lacking. Issue three was Amanda Connor and Jimmy Palmiotti and I think, uh, and Ben Caldwell, did the art, I believe. So it hasn't really delivered on the level that I hoped it would, but this issue showed it more than any issue. I thought it was tragic when he got set, when they got separated from his, his, yeah, it was sad. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, the boat girl. And also I just noticed this sad detail now, which I didn't the first time, but in that final shot where we see Commandi's laying out in the thing with his organs everywhere, he's got tears running down his face. Yeah. I mean, that's pretty awful. That's more awful than the, than his chest being cut open. But they um, also moved on from that, like the girl, the yes. stick girl dying, like quickly. I was like, "Oh, that's awful." Anyway, well, yeah, they, they, yeah, they, that was like on, which, on the on the on the pirate ship. They're they're like, "Well, you've been a great help to us." So I was like, "Wow, that was fast." Yeah, <laughs> that was, which is pretty classic comic book stuff, you know. Like, yeah, isn't that is, terrible tragedy? Anyway, next issue, which is what it, what it should be, I think. Right? I mean, you know. I agree. Correction, Amanda Connor did draw issue number three. Jimmy Palmiotti wrote it, and she drew it, but it wasn't. It wasn't. I don't awful. remember much about it. it. I, it, it yeah, it's. Amanda Connor, Neil Adams, Ivan Reese, those are all top talent people. Yeah. But the last issue was kind of it was forgettable. It, it's tough. It's really tough. This is if you're gonna do this, do it with the top people. And this was the this is the top people. And like the next issue is Steve Orlando and Billy Tan. I saw that and I thought, oh. Yeah. Oh, geez. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, because like more of this. Because I hadn't been reading it, and honestly, I had like a kind of light week, and I was like, I don't know what the heck the pick's going to be. And last night, I was like, oh, I'll just read this one that he made the pick of the week, and I was just like, oh, yeah, I would have made this pick of the week, too, in a second. You don't even need to have read anything else. You nope. haven't read any of it. You don't I, know. You no, can pick you don't. This up. And I loved that part of it. Yeah, I loved that part of it. It was like, just jump in, jump out. Just, you know, that's what comic books were to me in their first, you know, incarnation, so... That's part of the charm of this is that they are all truly one shots, you know, like it just it just commandy is law adrift in this world and you just pick up the action where it left off. It is very classic. And that's and the whole idea is that this is a not this is part of the Kirby, you know, Kirby celebration. And so it's a nod to Kirby style as well, too. Man, it does make me want to revisit those commandy hardcovers, though. Oh, the original Jack stuff is amazing. I think people should uh, tweet at us. Hashtag commandy. Hashtag commandy. Well, I, I, I did while we were. Reco- yeah, it's spelled the same. While we were recording, I did tweet it out, and the overwhelming majority says that it's Commandy. Commandy. 
And then other people are saying it sounds like Command D, Mandy. Right. Let's so. let's see what Mark Evanier has to say. Uh, yeah, exactly. He's the guy, you know, that we're gonna ask. So a, a close second to the Commandy Challenge, the Commandy, Commandy, Commandy Challenge number five. Andy, Andy. This is the Commandy Challenge. The old guard number four. When Greg Ruck is really dialed in to some to characters and an idea, you get books like this. You get books like Lazarus. You get books like The Old Guard. When he's really super passionate. I mean, he's obviously super passionate about Lazarus, and I think this feels similar. Issue 4 featured a very you know surprising twist, but also some really great character stuff as we learn more about the backstory of these immortal people that are trying desperately to survive as they're being hunted. And we also meet the bad guy some more, and we get a really shocking scene with him. I just thought this was terrific. This whole series has been terrific. I feel like it's been much longer than four issues. Well, it does. It does feel like much longer than four issues. I agree. I had that same similar feeling. In the best way. Yeah. Ron and I are going to go ahead and challenge you to find something else to say about this because I made him sit through two pick of the weeks of it with me already, <laughs> and I was going to put it on the list, and I was like, I don't. I'm well, you out. had a, you had a, a twist in which the yeah. uh, one of the guys turns on the group. It's almost an understandable turn because they're all sort of really desperate to die. Yeah. Like, what? So he sees what more do a, I need to keep doing this for? He sees this is the know. quickest way to get there is to help <laughs> the billionaire who wants their blood to be immortal. And the character work here is really stellar. Yep. As we've learned about each character, you know, with each each passing issue. There's also a really this might have been almost pick of the week just for that shot of the guy dressed as a cowboy. Or I guess he, <laughs> yeah. he, I guess he was a cowboy. Not like he's dressed as one. It's just a great Leonardo Fernandez. It's heavy on the shadows. It's a lot of negative space usage. Let's talk about the fact that I feel like this just came out. I feel like the when I, I made pick of the week number three, and I was like, oh, it's here again. And Fernandez is not slow. Yeah. You know, like, this is going to come out when it comes out, you know, regularly. You know, I'm foreseeing. It's I been foreseeing. On a, yeah, it's been on a great schedule. It's been on yeah. a, a solid schedule. I mean, like, it's coming out, like, at least uh, monthly, it seems like. I mean, and, mm-hmm. and each issue, I feel as if, is continu- – like, there's not a moment to relax in it. You know, like that you've got you've got the action that's going on in the present day, but then the flashbacks that are revealing just a little bit more about these people every time that are honestly, I would watch a comic of the flashbacks or read read a comic of the. Flashbacks. Oh, totally. It's almost yeah. as if a, a great novel writer also <laughs> knows how to make comic books and is putting all that into this thing um, that not enough people will read. Yeah, but it's terrific. It really is. terrific. So let's add this to the list. <laughs> uh, along with Lazarus. And uh, Black we're Science. Gonna, we're gonna ahead and put this. Black Science is a different thing, but it's the 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 reaction to that was strong. Yes. Are we gonna put people against the wall for Black Science? No. Well, no, because Black Science. Canceled, yeah, because Black Science is like Rick has a plan, and that's gonna end, and it's he's gonna do it until it ends. He's committed. Okay. He told me that he's committed to to seeing that story through. Okay, so, so that's gonna finish. Yeah, that is definitely going to finish. I, I'm very but, confident. But, by the way, it's been about a month or so since we did the Black Science Challenge, and there was a huge reaction to it. And, you know, I'm glad to see so many folks were reading it and enjoying it. I just hope you all are converted to the Church of Black Science. I, I would actually like to hear – I saw a lot of people say they got it. A few people said it was pretty good. I'd like to hear now that you had some time with it and you read it. You know, yeah. we're, we're, what did you think? Were we, were we exaggerating or no? But I think we can all agree that Mateo Scalero needs to knock the fuck off. <laughs> it's not fair it's not it's okay just not, it's just not fair it's not right but i i would i would say i mean the the old guard is one that if you're looking for something new i mean it's four issues in you could probably go get the back issues i mean this has just been it's been riveting it's been yeah. riveting it's that kind of like addictive episodic sort of you know breaking bad kind of thing like you just yeah. like oh next 
you know, and, and that's the great, that's what I want out of a comic book. We did a booksplode on Roughneck Jeff Lemire's new OGN, and we were talking about Jeff Lemire and his current state in the world. We didn't mention Black Hammer, though, right. uh, which was a huge oversight because to me this is the best thing he's doing uh, in comics on a monthly basis. Black Hammer number nine after the shocking events of Black Hammer number eight. Shocking. Shocking. I was shocked. Also, should worth mentioning, this has got David Rubin on guest art, which he's good, but I, I really missed uh, the regular artist, Dean. Uh, agreed. Like, I, I was like, ooh, I like this. But then I'm like, oh, but I miss Dean Ormston. Yeah. yeah. But in the last issue, we had the Black Hammer's daughter talking to, was it Talkie Walkie? Walkie Talkie? Talkie Walkie. Talkie Walkie, yeah. And uh, the robot who was trying, he's been constantly trying to get them out of this purgatory they're in. And he, she gave him an interesting idea and he was going to run with it. But then he was destroyed or shot and then destroyed by uh, Colonel Weird. And here we get Colonel Weird's backstory. This has been the arc all about finding out the backstories of these characters, much like uh, the old guard. And Colonel Weird's buddy was walkie-talkie-walkie-walkie. Was talkie-walkie. They met each other in an adventure. Talkie Walkie saved him when he was on a robot planet and he was being hunted because he was not a robot. And so it actually made the murder of Talkie Walkie, which actually is completed here, as uh, he, he destroys him here, much worse. Yep. This is terrific. This book is really terrific. If I had an Eisner nomination, I would give this one of them to this book. This book is like, and it's funny because I get the sense that this is what Jeff Lemire would do if given carte blanche at DC. Right. And since that didn't work out, he's like, well, fuck it. I'm just going to do it myself. I'll do it myself. Fuck you, Joe Boo. I'll do it myself. <laughs> and, um, and, 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 and what's funny is that you see the little nods. Like, so here in the flashback, he even says it's a mystery in space. Yeah. You know, so it's like, all right, cool. So this is the, you know, this is the Adam Strange character or whatever, but he's giving its own life. And it, it's heartbreaking. This the scene in the present day with the, where the murder finishes and he, he's saying goodbye to his best friend. It's heartbreaking. It's like, you know, like it's, it's that, it's that Lemire emotional component. And like that emotional dimension that we're getting in Black Hammer is something that regular superhero comics lack. And I wish DC had the guts to let Lemire do whatever he wants because could you imagine this in the context of DC proper? So I think this book is where the Venn diagram of his indie work and his superhero work meet, meets in the middle, right? So yep. it shows yep. you what he's holding back when he has to work under the constraints of Marvel and DC. Because his work yep. is fine at Marvel and DC. It's not bad in the least. It's just not this. Yeah. It doesn't have that extra passion to Sparkle. it. Sparkle. Yeah. And yeah. It's, you're right. If he could be let loose with DC characters, like why wouldn't you let him do an Adam Strange book in any way he right. wanted to do it? Yeah, it's not like that's taking away from some other great Adam Strange book that's being done. You know, why not? Let him do it. Let him tell a story with a bunch of BSC list Silver Age characters that aren't yep. being used. And just let, I mean, if this was, I mean, this is great. I don't need it to be a DC book. But if it, if it was all those kind of guys and it's trapped in, trapped in a dimension, not affecting the rest of the stories, it would be terrific. Who Did he do that Adam Strange Animal Man thing? That was before his time, wasn't it? That was yeah, because that was after new f- not flat. Forget it. It's not. It's not what I'm thinking of. Are you talking about the 52 storyline with Adam Strange and Element? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was that was before his time though. Yeah, yeah. But this was great. If Dean or how do you say it, Ormsman? Ormsman. Ormsman, I think. Yeah. Dean Ormsman. No, it's, it's Dean. No, no, it's Dean Commandy. Dean Commandy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if he had drawn this, isn't, this might isn't like Dean. What's the what's the Dean in uh? Animal House. I was going to say in JFK. Dean. Dean. Wormer? Uh, Dean, Dean Wormer. Wormer. That's what it is. Yeah. yeah. That's what Dean. it sounds. Yeah. That's what I was hearing. Yeah. yeah. But that's also pronounced Commandy. 
So that's that, yeah, that, that's what that people don't realize is that they're saying it so quickly in the movie, but it is pronounced commandy, not warmer. So yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's pronounced commandy. <laughs> <laughs> that got, me. That got oh, me good thank you john it's a 45 year old monty python joke yeah <laughs> so um cool yeah no i love black hammer it's just great i miss dean orms or dean commandy i miss dean on art but um uh but <laughs> that's gonna be a tough one to keep bringing back <laughs> but it's interesting because i would like to see dave rubin like if he, they did some sort of thing where dave yeah. rubin did these flashbacks yeah, no, Dave Rubin's fantastic. It's, he's really yeah, great. Yeah, he's great. Just, yeah, nothing yeah. against Dave Rubin. No. He's Yeah, he's really, really good. But I just, where this is going, I just have no idea, and I just love it. Like, it's just like getting lost with these characters and, like, this little pocket world that they're in, and you know that something's, like, things are falling into place, but we don't know what they are, so I can't wait for it to start kind of tying together. Yep. So, yeah, great stuff, great stuff. So uh, I've said it a couple times on the show so far in the last couple of weeks. I'll say it again. I'm a little Guardians of the galaxy out. I don't know about you guys. It's, it's just, it, there's been a lot. Yep. I can hear I hear you. That's, there's been a lot. Like and, and kudos to Marvel for like saying, okay, the movie's out, so let's let's have a bunch of stuff on the shelves, which is great because it feels like every week there's been new multiple Guardians of the Galaxy related stuff. So given that I've got Guardians fatigue, uh, when I saw I am Groot number one on the shelves, I was like, ah, oh, well, here we go, you know. And fine. Right, fine, whatever. And I've got to say, story-wise, fairly kind of, you know, you know, what to be expected for this current incarnation of Guardians. But give it up for Flaviano on art. This is this was just like gorgeous, like uh, from page to page to page, just like fantastic. And we saw Flaviano on Power Man and Iron Fist, right? Last isn't that yes, where we saw right, yes, a lot of stuff, right? So if you are looking for the artistic vibe of some of um you know because he he was he did fill-ins on it right he, he wasn't yes, he uh yeah, yeah but like the artwork at i am groot is just it was just delightful it was just like getting you know like it, it, the story is basically you know so so i guess baby groot is mischie- mischievous as young children kind of are and he's tinkering with the with the uh, spaceship and ends up getting himself ejected onto another planet, another dimension, and the guardians, uh, you know, can't you know have to go save him, but they can't get back to him, and now he's trapped on this planet all by himself, and all he's saying is, "I am Groot, I am Groot, I am Groot," as you expect, because that joke's not too tired. But this is, it's it just, it's fantastic. And then in this weird dimension planet, he meets a pug that's got a body like Mojo with little legs on it. And it's just like artistically it is so out there. And so, um, you know, just like almost in the way that Scotty Young stuff on I Hate Fairyland, like, you know, kind of gives a physical form to imagination. Flaviano is doing something very similar to this, you know, like where it's just it's so, you know, dynamic and colorful and, and just like and it's just really, really well done. Who did the colors on it? Marcio Men Menies. 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 And that's also pronounced commandy. <laughs> am i the one who read it am i the one who's who's taking the guardian's bullet or oh yeah yes okay i looked at it and i went i i don't want that i saw the preview pages they, they, they looked great yeah no the, artistically wise they look fantastic i mean the story like again like the story just feels like another like let's tell a fun guardian story you know like oh baby groot i'm reading all new guardians i'm enjoying that i don't need any more guardians this is also my least favorite character in the guardians so I would... really oh yeah it's a one note joke wow that's the point though I know, like Ro- like Ron said, like it's not getting old, like it's not it's not it's not going anywhere, right? It's fine in a team setting, mm-hmm. right? I see what you're getting at. Well, it is an interesting challenge for creators to sort of get it and go, all right, what do I do with this that hasn't been done a million times? And that's kind yeah, of fun to watch. 
But yeah, doing a whole series around it is a bit of the challenge, you know. And so, you know, maybe you know, I don't know if this is a mini or an ongoing or whatnot. What the plans are with it? I think it's a, it's probably a mini because the yeah, rocket well, one is a mini too. Yeah, it lets um, you actually focus on comic book storytelling rather than you know. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But but if you're looking for great comic art, check out Flaviano and I am Groot number one. That really it really stood out for me. And what can stand out for you on this upcoming Father's Day is a great present for your dad from our sponsor, Harry's. And listen, Father's Day is just around the corner. It's literally a few weeks away. And if your father is anything like mine, uh, he's probably impossible to shop for uh, after all these years of (laughs) Father's Day presents, finding something that he doesn't have, something he'll actually use. It's just it's it's a it's a nightmare. Um, luckily our friends over at Harry's have a special offer that you're going to love. And I bet your dad's going to love it too. You can get $5 off one of their shave sets, including their limited edition father's day set. And that's all at harrys.com slash ifanboy. And listen, you've heard us rave about Harry's. We, we were all customers before, uh, they came on as a sponsor. That's what's made this so much easier and so much fun. And Harry's is one of the things that I love to give, uh, as a present. And I gotta tell you, my dad is getting this father's day set. I've already, I already ordered it. I already got it. And what's amazing about it is that it comes in this great kind of uh, really special packaging, little silver highlights. It's got everything he needs. It's got the Harry's uh, uh, razor blade and and holder. It's got the uh, foaming shave gel. It's got the little cartridge to hold your spare razor blades. It's got the little travel cover, which keeps you from cutting up your hand when you're going on the road. And it's even got the little stand to put the razor blade in. It is just a beautiful set and will be a great present for Father's Day. And it's just fantastic, you know. And so I got, you know, it was so good. I ordered two of the safe shots one for myself and one for my dad in fact I, no. might, I might order a third to give to my brother-in-law so that's how great they are wait are you telling us something here with the fact that you ordered yourself a father's day present well eh, no i'm not i'm not <laughs> it just it's a great shave set that's okay all. just making sure He's like, wait, I don't get a present? Oh, well, I already ordered it. <laughs> well, it was my birthday a couple weeks ago. I indulged and got myself a new Harry's Blade. There you go. And what's great that about Harry's is one smooth Father's Day get-together it's, it's, with it's the Harry's. richest men. Listen, it's, listen, the, it, for those of you who, 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 are, who have had the benefit of meeting my father, I've never seen my father's upper lip. He's had a mustache for as long for the, as long as I've known him, and he keeps. He, he, currently now he's got a beard as well too, but he's trimmed that mustache. It's his, his, it was a good Biggs mustache in the '80s. It was real. It was a Biggs Darklighter kind of mustache, and Harry's is exactly the kind of thing that he needs to maintain his beard, mustache, goatee, whatever he's got. And what's great about it is that now that I got him on the Harry's bandwagon, he can get a great shave at a fair price, and that's the most. That's the thing that brought me to Harry's is that I was tired of paying high prices for razor blades, and Harry's has got amazing quality at a low price uh, their blades have got five german crafted blades all on the one razor it's got the flex hinge it's got a lubricating strip that fifth trimmer blade i use on my sideburns all the time and what's great is that they give you a hundred percent quality guarantee you get a full refund if you're not happy with it and at two dollars a blade or less that's half the price of the leading razor blade brands out there so listen these shave sets start at just fifteen dollars not to mention you can get five dollars off when you go to harrys.com slash ifanboy so you can get for just starting at ten dollars and you can get a razor handle, the shave gel I mentioned, and three of the five-blade precision engineer razors from Harry. And listen, this Father's Day shave set is perfect for comic fans because guess what? It's limited edition, right? <laughs> you, you can get the you can get the special is it Harry's. It's not slab because you oh. want to use it. Oh, right, but you right. can get the special. Ah, that has nothing to do with it. 
<laughs> you can get the special Harry's variant, which is a storm gray razor handle, which just <laughs> looks awesome. Storm gray. It sounds like a G.I. Joe character. Um, you get the razor handle, the chrome razor stand, the shaving gel, the blades, the travel cover, and it comes in that great sleek uh, box, which is also storm gray with silver highlights. And you can add custom engraving and a personal card for free. Harry's knows how to put together the perfect Father's Day present. So go to harrys.com slash ifanboy right now and get the special offer for ifanboy listeners. They're going to give you $5 off the shave sets. It's limited time only, so make sure you order immediately. Get it in time for Father's Day. That's harrys.com slash ifanboy. Get $5 off. And, of course, help support ifanboy in the process. And we thank everybody for your support. And we thank Harry's. I believe that Storm Gray was an E5 chief warrant officer. <laughs> Right? Storm Gray is a great name, by the way. That's a great name. <laughs> it is a great name. Uh, are you guys still reading XO Mano Ward? So I kept seeing, I read the second one and I kept seeing this on the list and I was like, I guess I should read that. And then I didn't because I yeah. really kind of don't care. Likewise. I'm still reading it. I mean, back to the art discussion I mentioned before. Tomas Giorello is fantastic. And it's getting sad that it's getting fewer and far between in comics. Yeah. I really like looking at his pages, he's a really great artist. And this issue featured some David Mack work in which they, they did a flashback to the civilization explaining how they came to be and all their indulgences and all their sexual peccadilloes. hey The sex slaves and the, the organ slaves and all the things that they had, this, this society had. And so it was a really great sort of Roman-style art that David Mack did for the flashbacks, which was great. And this issue, Exo Man of War, or the fuck his name is, Eric leads the assault on this, this uh, citadel, and they, actually, they, they get in, and he gets promoted to captain from whatever slave group he was in before. So now he's, now he's a captain in the army. It's still basically just the story of people who have been trod upon revolting against their, their the people that had the boot on their necks, and it's been interesting so far. But I would say 60% of the reason why I'm reading it is the art. The art is the art. I mean, like, I, it kind of dropped off just because, you know, there's so much time and that yeah, sort of yeah, thing. But yeah. do you think the art is like, I, like, I should go back and read it because the art's that good? That's really good. I don't know. I mean, yeah. if, if you didn't want to stay on it, then I wouldn't say to stay on it. All right. But it's the same. Right. It's the same. If you like the first issue, it's, it's the same thing going forward. That's how I found out about the second issue. It was like, oh, it's, right. it's the same. It, it was, it's very like little sci-fi Conan. I mean, yeah, that's basically what basically it. It. And I yeah. find that I like Conan in short doses. But I always get bored after a few issues. Yeah, I might, I might stick with it for the first arc and then, you know. So um, if there was one thing that Secret Empire was missing from this event, what, what do you think it would be, guys? I, I don't know where you're going with this. I don't know. I'm not reading it. I don't know what it's missing. I'm pretty sure it would be uh, bringing back the reporter from Civil War Frontline who no, asked no. Captain America if he had a MySpace page. Oh, my. Oh, fuck <laughs> because man. guess what, folks? That's where we're at 10 years later. So Captain America, Steve Rogers, number 17, continue to be written by Nick Spencer with art by Andres Guinaldo and Raymond Box, also con- continuing Marvel's wonderful legacy of awful art in this book. I feel bad. I'm sorry, but Andres Guinaldo is not. Raymond Box is all right, but the Guinaldo pages are just not Marvel. Like, I cannot believe this is sliding and this is being, like, actually going through editorial. But... The issue picks up where Sally A- Sally Floyd, not Sally Yates, that's somebody completely different. <laughs> <laughs> Sally Floyd, the reporter from Frontline who asked Captain America if he had a MySpace page, uh, is back to interview Hydra Cap on TV. And the whole issue is this interview. And in the first page, she we reminds us who we are, who she was. We get a little panel uh, going back to Civil War, and she recounts the interview with Captain America where she says she humiliated him. She suggested he was outdated, and then we get a retcon. 
And she says, I humiliated him, suggested he was outdated, out of touch, asked him if he knew what Twitter was. <laughs> oh. <laughs> it's the sliding scale of Marvel timeline where everything is always 15 years. Exactly. That's all fair I'm game. Just, all I'm just saying is that never forget it was MySpace. So, um, um, and now Captain America wears a green Hydra, very regal kind of costume now. So, uh, Secret Empire continues, and it's just ridiculous. And it also contains details in a flashback of how he handled the mutants, why the mutants are nowhere here, because he gave Magneto a country that they can all live in, and if they go there, then they will Hydra won't bother the mutants. <sighs> Captain America, like I missed anything. I made I, I made an executive decision. I'm not reading that. I said I I, I yeah. It's it's just really Twitter, like at, this, huh? at this point. It just, I just want to see what what where else can we go from here, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, I, that that I can respect actually. Yeah. <laughs> um, like I can't argue with that decision. Like, right. Yeah. All right. Yeah, you did that. Infamous Iron Man number eight, and I'm getting them mixed up, starting to lose track of which ones which. Yeah, you sent an Invincible Iron Man on the list, and I had a hard time figuring that out until I figured out. What yeah. You're well, doing. they both start with in, and I'm not smart anymore. Yeah, Infamous <laughs> Iron Man number eight. Sorry about that. Okay. This is the Doctor Doom one, yes. but they were both in it, and I thought, oh, of course they're both going to come together. That's really interesting. And I and I just, I just I I'm digging these two books still, and I was like, oh, this makes perfect sense as a thing to do. And also, what it's making me feel like is it's like, it's that good old Bendis. Yeah. Yes. This 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 book was this issue was fantastic, by the way. Mm-hmm. I only had one criticism of it, and that's my own could be my own fault in that I didn't realize that was Reed talking. I thought it was Doom again. I had the same problem. And so I was like, yep. that's a weird story for Doom to tell, to tell the thing. I, I had the same thing. I kind of like, was like, oh, wait, oh, this is not the, that. So that's my only criticism is that you have two very similar looking brunette dudes. I always like Doom not being handsome. Anyway, that's a whole. Which Reed well, is. And, but, and the thing is also is that Reed, like when they said it was Reed, I went back to look to see if we had gray in the temples or whatever. But it's a younger it's, yeah, Reed. It's il- ultimate yeah. Reed. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And like the thing Didn't is that like. Did go crazy and have like a thing stuck to his head? Yeah, he did. Yeah. Who knows? Does, who knows before that? that? Yes. No, because I don't know. But it's the, fine. the point is, it doesn't. It didn't really take away from my enjoyment because the the character work is so good and the art. The art yeah. was really good. It's good, Malieve. Also, yeah, Malieve. Yeah, no kidding. That was the other. I was like, this is Malieve. This is fantastic. Yeah. The 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 tone of Victor Von Doom talking to Riri and just like the resolved, calm, not you know, like it it was it was it was amazing. It was really really good. Yeah, great stuff. This is this is classic Bendis, and this is he's doing. I, I I will. I've been hard on him recently, but I'll give him credit where credit's due. This is this has been fantastic. But. Yeah, and sort of exploring new and different characters that he he hasn't really done so much before. So yeah. that's good too, and not too much. That's the other. Like, it's, there's not 150 characters trying to stand around and have a conversation. So it's just doing the work. He also does pompous really well, which is all what Doom is. It's true. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> but he's like, but he's like trying to be humble, which is probably. Very uh, familiar for a comic book creator who's kind of popular. Pompous humble. Like I'm super, I'm super popular in my little world, but outside of it, I'm not really like a big deal. Right. <laughs> so in the category of really great, but also, are, what, why are they publishing this? Is Re- Rebels, yeah. These Free and Independent States, number three. This is the second Rebels miniseries, a historical epic of America's founding by Brian Wood and Andrea Muti from Dark Horse. This is terrific. I, I don't know why this is be- – I. It's like, well, is publishing a Revolutionary War epic in Dark Horse's sort of strategy? I don't, I don't know, but I'm enjoying it. It's really. Well, great. Here's the question. Yeah, I've asked this a lot before. Who is this for? You and me. Because, and this is this is the key. 
I mean, almost literally, because here's the key. They don't explain shit. <laughs> so if you don't understand the actual timeline of U.S. history, you are going to be completely lost. Yep. This is the post-Revolutionary War, pre-1812 war, you know, Barbary Pirates yeah. phase. Yeah. Where they build the six frigates. Like, that's some deep history. Yeah. That most people don't know, and they go to no trouble to explain it. No, no. No. So, I mean, awesome. This is great for me. If you like this kind of thing. Wow. <laughs> it came back. They did it, and then they did more of it. And they got more esoteric. I mean, the, at least the first one was about the revolution. People at least know that. This yep. is, this is uh, you know. Are we going to go to the Barbary Coast? Are we going to go to Libya? I don't know. I hope so. Probably not. All right. Well, uh, I checked out Secret Warriors number two. I read the first issue, but I didn't uh, bring it up on the podcast. Uh, but this is written by the new book by Matthew Rosenberg with art by Javier Garon. Um, and this is picking up the Daisy Johnson Quake character and like kind of a new team. And I like Javier Garon's art and I like Matt's tone with his writing. It's just all in humans. And I'm just like, I, I wish this was just any any other characters, but the ones all- in here. Shield was is these are these TV because I read the first one and I was like I don't, I don't know who any of these people are. No, no, it's all Inhumans. It's all. Oh, okay. I mean, yes, it's it's like Inhumans dealing with Shield, and of course now it's dealing with like way way to start a uh, way to start a new series in the in in the confines of an event because yeah. it's all it's all about the Secret Empire or whatever it is. But um, yeah, basically it's, it's so Quake Daisy Johnson is a Shield agent and they're on the run with other. She's also an Inhuman and they're on the run with other Inhumans, oh. including uh, Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur and. Ms. Marvel and Inferno and Karnak. They're on the run and they're trying to get to the X-Men for some reason. And it's a fun kind of on the run, like, you know, on the road kind of, you know, kind of like trying to stay out of trouble and that sort of thing. They're all in there in, in, a, in a, a ridiculous, in a comically small car and, you know, you get a lot of jokes in, in that regard and they run and then they run into uh, the Howling Commandos team, which is the shield team of all monsters of, you know, the the, the monkey with the guns and the, the dum dum dug in LMD and that sort of thing. And I mean, it's fun and it's like kind of madcap but it's like it's just inhuman laden and secret empire laden and it just feels like the weight of it just makes me not want to read it anymore it's the it is the best that could be done with a bunch of stuff that i don't care about exactly that's a great that's a really great description of it yeah can i tell you just as an aside i've had the we can never go home again issues on my ipad forever and i just read them yeah and i was like holy crap this is good yeah, it was good. So this is my plug to. Well, that was that was a somewhat qualified uh, recommendation. Get those, man. Yeah, that was Go good get stuff. Those from Matt Rosenberg. I'll write this. So uh, distressing news this week. Yeah, very distressing. We're on to the patrons pick, and so if you've been following along and you're you're not a patron, you don't know that there's been a concerted effort, a small band of radicals, uh, <laughs> built around a power hungry ex staffer. Would you call this an uprising, Connor? I'd call it a this extremist movement. All right, people outside it's an the mainstream. Like when you've had a bad meal. Is this uh, the, is this is this the, is this is this the fringe? It is the fringe element of the patrons. It's a small band of patrons. Yeah, it's a, it's a very vocal minority. Rested control of the patron pick slowly but surely to get to the point where this week's pick is strawberry shortcake, Funko Universe from IDW, and they've been. Really trying hard this this week. They were able to consolidate enough votes to push this through, to ram it through. And so here we are. They've been trying for the past couple of weeks. The IDW has been doing these Funko Universe comics, which are 
the various properties of licensed comics that IDW does, but drawn in the style of those Funko dolls, which apparently are are, are, are like they, there could be a Star Trek episode about Harry Mudd and the Funko dolls, yeah, yeah. right? They, 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 these are these are expanding faster than Tribbles. And they're creepy. With the, they're like, creepy. The baby black eyes. I prefer Mighty Mugs. But the Funkos have really taken off, and that's great. So they're doing these comics, and so these these characters are drawn in the style. I guess last week last week was X Files. There was a Ghostbusters one. Ninja Turtles, yeah. Right, and these radical patrons who I thought liked us, <laughs> but apparently now I need to second guess our entire relationship with the, with the, with this faction. Um, it's just it's really it's this is not what we had intended when we rolled this out. So I hope they're happy. So. <laughs> Strawberry shortcake. We read it. First of all, five bucks. <laughs> wow, they, that's a, that's that's audacious on IDW's part. But it uh, it did feel long, didn't it? Was it? Long. It was uh, yeah, like it, almost forty well, pages. It did feel long. <laughs> <laughs> so the story of Strawberry Shortcake Funko Universe is that Strawberry Shortcake has been asked to be the judge in the county fair baking competition, which she wins every single year. And her friends are all happy because now it means one of them has a chance to win the baking competition. And on her way to the fair, taking her trip through the through the woods, the evil dude, what's his name? You just want to say Gargamel, didn't you? Yes, I did want to say Gargamel. The <laughs> peculiar purple pine man of Porcupine Peak. He changes the road signs. She ends up in the scary woods instead of the meadows. He tries to kidnap her, but then he learns a valuable lesson about friendship and baking, I guess. I don't know. And so then, then and, and he pulls out of the of the contest, but then all the other people <laughs> say, "No, no, you can be in the contest with your fucked up tart." <laughs> and like, surely, like, so not only did you learn a lesson, but you have to lose now. Like, it's just <laughs> like it's just, it was really borderline mean. <laughs> well, he won the honorable mention award. Yeah, yeah, he did. Yeah, because he learned a lesson. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't like terrible. The art was yes, good. It was. Fuck this book. No, it wasn't terrible. It's it's a kid's <laughs> no, book. No, it, you know what? It was. It was because I read <laughs> kids' books all the time. There was nothing interesting about this. Who was this for? Kids don't know what Strawberry Shortcake is. This is just to sell people to forty-year-olds who want to buy buy toys and they think, well, we can make a little bit of extra money on there. There was nothing here. It was like just write the thing. Fine, I'll write it. There was no point to it. I wouldn't read this to my kids. I wow, enjoyed I enjoyed it. I read kid shit all the time. There's good kid stuff and bad kid stuff. Like if you're gonna do it, do a good job. We live in a we live in a world where, where Mark Russell did the Flintstones. You're not making this for kids, so make it interesting or try. Maybe wow. that's what I think. Wow. I I do agree with you in terms of the who is this for because the que- the question being like I was gonna yeah, ask if you if you guys have any do you have any history with um with strawberry shortcake in any regard no okay my no, sister my sister my sister collected strawberry shortcake dolls and I watched a lot of the cartoons that was in 1983 right so uh, to Josh's point like I don't know if there's a strawberry shortcake shortcake upsurgence of kids that are into it I know it's 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 always been around in some way shape or form and each character is after a different fruit and all that sort of stuff but yeah but I was trying to read this from a like would I give this like my nieces are now old, are getting older right. so but would I give this to a younger child and I don't know if I would well there was jokes about environmentalism and stuff and they weren't yeah. particularly clever so it wasn't like like a Pixar movie which sort of straddles the line to do both things yeah it just didn't like there's just better stuff than this Right for kids, and so it's getting by solely on the strength of the, of the license, which 
I don't think is that strong. So it's like people are going to go, oh, I remember this from when I was a kid. And you're going to have your kid and your kid's going to go, I don't care. This is from 35 years ago. So, you know, it was what it was. It wasn't bad, but it offered nothing. I mean, the, 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 pro- the challenge with it is that it's a, it's a license with a gimmick. And like so, to who is this for? Is this for fans of Strawberry Shortcake, or is this fans for uh, Funko dolls? In either case, what are those people actually getting out of it, though? Like nothing. Right, yeah. Right. Well, you got a story. I read it, enjoyed did it. Did you? So, yeah, I did. I got a story. You really I got enjoyed one, it? Yeah, I did. I got a one-shot story. It was. It's. It's not. It's a different kind of story than normal. But you got. A, you got a complete short story right. that made sense. It tracked. It. It had an arc. The characters learned something. It, you. You had a competently told story. That's what they get right. out of it. Maybe not five bucks worth. <laughs> five dollars is a lot. <laughs> All right, so ratings, ratings. Connor, why don't you lead us off, Mr. Shortcake? I give it a three. Josh? One star. Will not read again. Blow me. Uh, two and a half. Uh, sticking with it. <laughs> I believe this is the last of the Funko books. Oh, they, they, the sons of bitches. <laughs> we just I will it. take it all back if someone's like, I get my kids love this. Yeah, okay. So if your kids love this book, please tweet us with hashtag... Oh, fuck, I don't even know. <laughs> hashtag... My kids love strawberry shortcake. Yeah, stra- hashtag strawberry shortcake, yes. yes there we go. There you go. <laughs> All right, well, those are the pa- that was the patron's pick, you sons of bitches. We'll see what you do next week. You, uh, I'm just so... I'm not angry. I'm just disappointed. <laughs> not what we're here for. Yeah. <laughs> But somebody's going to be like, I really like when he got mad at that Strawberry Shortcake book. Let's do that. That's again. really all they want. That's all they want. I know. And I'm playing right the fuck into it. <laughs> oh, no. I was wrong. There's another one next week. Judge Dread Funko. Oh, would that would, I that? would read that. I would read that in a second. Okay. That, yeah. John Lehman's writing it. Jo- oh, actually, oh. might read that now. <laughs> Vote for that. <laughs> <laughs> so they were one week early is what you said. Their success was one week early. Yeah. <laughs> In addition to the patron pick, if you go to patreon.com slash ifanboy, you can get your own dumb superpower if you give it the proper level. We do four an episode, so if you're new, do the math. That's going to take a while. Let's kick it off with uh, the first patron power, Ron. Yeah, so we want to thank Jamie Carter for supporting iFanboy. I really appreciate it. Jamie has the ability to shapeshift his or her body <laughs> into a perfect uh, sphere or a perfect uh, rectangle, like sh- like very solid basic shapes, like flat or the cubes, like no, like like three dimensional, not flat, but like like almost like blocks, you know. Or it could go into a perfect ball and roll away, or it could go into like a a rectangle, you know, cube rectangle, and be like a solid block, and then that's it. <laughs> All right. Okay, right, cool. Jeffrey Figley uh, records all conversations he's a part of and can play them back. <laughs> nice. What does he record them with? It just records in his brain, in his brain hard yeah. drive, and he opens his mouth and can play them back. And he can he can access all the files. He, he's M- got mother had a maiden name of Nixon. <laughs> <laughs> if the next uh, patron is the one who I think it is, I'm glad I didn't draw this one. Uh, you're glad. Oh. Uh, Megan has the power of variable friction. <laughs> she can have little to she can she can turn her friction all the way down so that nothing sticks to her in any way, or turn it all the way up. 
There you go. Okay. That's interesting. So you could you could like climb up walls or have all your stuff stick to you or be completely frictionless, which would be somewhat problematic. But it's universal. You can't make the rest of you frictionless and your feet high friction. Right. So that you would say walk up the bu- a building but be impervious to to impact. This is the closest to an actual useful superhero power. Maybe I, I realized that as I was saying it out loud, and I will say I did plan that before I realized who I was talking to. <laughs> so I'm pretty clear here. Okay, all right. Um, and our last patron we want to thank is John Fox, who can read the uh, infrared spectrum, you can see the infrared spectrum, get data out of it, and understand what's going on in infrared. So every time you use a remote control, he sees the beam and all the information going between the remote control and the TV. Oh, wow. Can he turn it off, or does he can always see it? He just always sees it. Oh, that's annoying. Yeah, yeah so. that's, a, that's a problem. Yeah, and and he's also uh, the Flash from the future. That's what I was going to say. He also <laughs> runs really fast. I thought about it. I thought about doing it, but then I decided not to. <laughs> Those are the dumb superpowers of the week. Go to patreon.com slash ifanboy, and that's where you can get your dumb superpower, courtesy of being a patron. Also, big news this week, the t-shirt store finally launched. That was a patron goal we hit. It's taken us a little while to get it going, but it's launched. It's live. ifanboy.threadless.com is where you can find it. We've got four designs, two classic designs, the uh, Fanboy logo, the Herm shirt, and we have got two new designs, the Pick of the Week podcast art shirt and the new ratings shirt, my new personal favorites. And we've ratings. got more designs coming soon. We're going to release them somewhat regularly, but we've got, we're already planning out the next one. It's in the sketch phase right now. Good news, we've partnered with Threadless to offer free shipping on new orders. Anything over $45 U.S. domestic, it's free shipping. Anything over $80 internationally, and that lasts until June 9th. They're very excited about our store. They are excited about the reception. A lot of you ordered shirts right off the bat, so they decided to offer us free shipping. So thanks, Threadless, for that. Go to fanboy.threadless.com for T-shirts. And, yeah, and, and the free shipping is very, very cool of them. And I, we just want to thank everybody who has ordered a shirt up to this point. I, mean, I know it was a long wait. We're going to make it worth your while. We got new, last kind of mentioned, we got new designs coming. I'm very excited for all this to come together. So we hope you guys like it. And if you can't remember that URL, ifanboy.threadless.com, you can just go to ifanboy.com and in the link, in the top nav, there's a link to t shirts and just that'll take you right to it. Yes. Also, the, the shirts are completely frictionless. That's not true. <laughs> <laughs> there was a bit when I had the power and I wrote it and I said, is this going to be sexist if I say it about a girl? No, it checks out. Okay, let's move forward. And also, you can help the show by, as we said, joining our patrons. Go to patreon.com slash ifanboy, where we are less than $600 away from our next goal, our next stretch goal, which is a non-comics media podcast every month. But also, you should join up and fight back the extremists and vote for the patron pick book every week, or get your dumb superpower, or just enjoy the banter that happens in the comments section of the patrons. So go to patreon.com slash ifanboy and help the show out directly. Also, ifanboy.com slash support. That's where you'll find an Amazon link unless you've got an ad block up, in which case you won't see it. If you don't see it, that's mm-hmm. probably why you don't. Also, you can find a direct donation button for PayPal. If you're an eccentric billionaire you want to load, unload some cash, go to ifanboy.com slash support. It's just weird that nobody's taken us up on that yet at this point. Like, that's unusual, we, right? We know, we know they're out there. We know they're out there. They have to be. There are nerds who are eccentric billionaires, obviously. <laughs> yes, I know one. But yeah, but this one, favorite book? Strawberry Shortcake. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He was going to. He, was, he had his finger yeah. on the send button, and you started no, ranting his, about Strawberry Shortcake, and he was like, fuck these guys. He had his giant gold leaf checkbook out, and, he, <laughs> and, he, and his incredible Mont Blanc pen, and he was like, <laughs> perfect. And he was like, zero, 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 comma, zero, zero, zero. 
Never Would you mind. please play that back? <laughs> <laughs> and then he had his, his podcast guy rewound it for him, and then uh, poppycock. <laughs> oh gosh! All right. Well, we're sorry, eccentric billionaire, for pissing you off with our distaste of Funko and/or strawberry shortcake. <laughs> Tragic. And all right, time for your questions. Our first email comes in from Ryan from Madrid, who says, "Hey, if the flash hey. is so fast, if the flash is so fast." How is he able to stop so quickly? Just seems tough to generate the friction needed to stop. I just figure he'd slide more like Tom Cruise in Risky Business. Well, Josh, since you're the friction expert. <laughs> I'm going to give you one word here. It's not based on fact, and I'm not going to explain it. Vibration. <laughs> that sounds okay. like a Flash thing, right? I think it'd be great if every time the Flash slid to a stop, he had no pants. Isn't Flash's suit frictionless? It is. Yes. And so, therefore, the soles of the shoes would be not that. Yeah. That's how. It's comics. Do, 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 it's do, comics. Do. Yeah. Robert Kennedy's dead. I don't know what to tell if you. If you thought too much about the Flash, he would not make any sense whatsoever. Right. I'm going with variable friction. Variable friction. <laughs> variable friction suit. Friction bubbles. I just tried looking up how does the Flash stop, and I got how to stop Flash crashing in Chrome. <laughs> So right. I don't think that's... Um, that's not going to help. Oh, and then Google's replacing Flash and Chrome once and for all. Whew, okay, good. All right, next question. Andrew uh, from Santa Cruz, California. This is mostly directed to Josh, but I'm interested in everyone's oh. answer. Uh, this is interesting. A lot of these themes are coming up again. I love the image comic Lazarus and read it by trade, but I cannot for the life of me ever remember the story when I get a new trade. I've even convinced myself that if I read the comic by the issue that it's so dense, I will still forget much from issue to issue. What should I do? And have I failed Josh? To be honest, I've only thought about this for 10 minutes or so. Yeah, I mean, you have, you've all failed me. That's not in contention. You bought them, which is important. Well, I mean, like, how do you remember when Game of Thrones comes back? They do what previously happened? on Game of Thrones. Yeah, right. why, so you, why, you look at your old book. This isn't... Ron, you used to work at Image. You used to run the shop. <laughs> yeah. Why don't the trades include previous pages on them? I, I don't know. <laughs> that would be, I mean, I, I honestly have no idea because I mean, mainly I think it's because, because yeah, because nobody ever brought it up, and that's that's kind of a decision on the each creative team. There's no listen. It's kind of the creative teams are running the show on their own books, you know. So if they decide they want to do that, then they, I mean, when I was there, I did make many suggestions to add a previously in recap on the issues and that's mm -hmm. why you see that in black science you see that in other you know in other spots where it's you know like people buying the issue let them know what happened previously but why in the trades uh i can't tell you that not that i can't tell you i just don't know so that was like a scoop you'd think that, <laughs> that since a trade is you know six months in between that would be more useful than an issue yeah exactly where we last left off or whatnot yeah yeah, I usually spend the first quarter of a Walking Dead trade remembering where we were previously. That's just oh. the name of the game, though. Yeah. I do find, though, that if you were reading, because I read it in issues, I find that if you read in the issues, that is mitigated somewhat. Not when the issues are four months out, then you're just kind of hosed. But, um, yeah, you kind of just have the old one there and sort of look through, read the end of it, and sort of like, all right, here's where we were, then start the new one. That's what you should do. But Lazarus is super dense. So yes, we had that four-month break between issues. We talked about in the show. We had, we were kind of lost. So sure, I totally understand his problem. I feel like that's just part of the experience at this point. <laughs> With like all of the content that's coming out, it's like it's all right. I'm going to feel like this for a little bit, and then I'm either going to get back on board or I'm not. And if you don't get back on board, then maybe you don't need to read it. Although with this, take your chances on that. So. 
All right. All right. Our, our last question comes from Stephen from New Hampshire, Josh's neighbor, and says, I'm an, off, I'm an off and on comic reader. I still listen to the show to fill in the gaps, but after reading the button, I started to hunt the books down in my local shop in New Hampshire, right by Josh's house. I walked and was greeted and asked if there was something I was looking for. I told him the issues for the button. He said they were sold out. I asked if they had it at their other location, which is about a 20 minute drive from where Josh lives, and was willing to drive up and get them. He said no. He also said that DC was not going to reprint them and I'd have to wait for the trade. Here's the thing I'm not sure on on current etiquette, so I turn to you. I asked if he knew if they were available on digital, which is my last choice. His demeanor changed and became standoffish. He said, probably not, and just walked away. Well, I was going to buy a pop figure, but I just left, and it left a really bad taste in my mouth. Was it not okay to ask that? I would have probably tried to subscribe to the miniseries from DC and a few others if he had handled it better, but I was turned off. I know where he's coming from, and because I'm a general manager at a local movie theater and understand the issues of a dying industry. Ooh. So here's the thing. I'm not surprised to hear this at all. After talking to a lot of retailers, a lot of retailers feel threatened by digital. I know that there's a small number of retailers who would have been like, yeah, it's totally available on digital and you can get it from our comiXology store. Like they right. teamed up with, you know, mm -hmm. so unfortunately this store doesn't sound like they've done that. Or even if they don't have the affiliate kind of program with, with comiXology, they would say, yeah, it's totally available on digital. But when you come, when you read it, come back and read the next one, the doomsday, you know, like there, someone running a good store knows how to handle that question and keep you as a customer. And so that's really sad to hear that you got a standoffish kind of response. So that's true. That's that's yeah. totally the case. I actually talked to the guy who owns my shop about this. I was curious. And one of the things is DC is specifically not reprinting the button. So they're making it a limited item on purpose. And they haven't done this forever. That's a Marvel move. It's not a DC move. Yeah. So the retailers were actually put in a weird position by that right away because there's always a thing where they don't want the publishers to give digital an advantage that they don't have. And what DC has done here is done that. Because they said, we're not reprinting it. You can only get this much. And then it sold out and you, they couldn't get any more of it. And digital never sells out. Yep. Yeah, no. And that's true. So that's that's sort of tilting an advantage that way, which is something I didn't know. Like this is and this is I guess this is the first time DC's done anything like that in forever. Usually, like yeah, I said, they, this they is a Marvel kind of thing. This is not a DC thing. But, you know, they're, they're trying to do that collectability thing, I guess, with, with these and try to make them feel special. So I think a lot of the stores were having a hard time. Uh, with that fact, and so they'd have people coming in for this event, and they should have been turned into sales, and they didn't because they didn't have it. The response to digital, that's, you know, that's unacceptable. Shouldn't act like that. Who knows who was in there at the time, you know? Yeah, who knows if it was an employee, like a, a lower employee or whatnot. I would say give the store a break. I would buy them on digital, read them still if you want to help help a local store frequent them, but that is a, it sucks to have a bad experience like that, and he, I don't think he should have been uh, that standoffish to you. Nope. So. Yeah, again, guy who ran my shop was just like, I wouldn't let my employees do that. It's not a thing. You know, that would, that would really be a yeah. problem. Otherwise, he's going to wait till October for the collection to come out. Oh, jeez. Mm -hmm. I just looked it up. That's when that's coming out. They're collecting yeah. as one book with all the issues together, but that's still a long time to wait, especially for yeah. a book that they didn't overprint or do reprints on. You think they would have that out quick then? Yeah. Because DC doesn't benefit from back issue sales, or they got their money yeah. when they. Creating an artificial secondary market for a book doesn't help them at all. So I don't know why they. I think, I mean, that feels like that's that same old, that old DiDio thing where he was about the issue and the yeah. sort of excitement that goes around a thing. And, and like thinking that would convert to buzz that would help people buy whatever the next thing is. Right. And, and, and make people order bigger because they didn't get what they wanted on this one. That's what it feels like. DC's always been weird about their trade program yes. and all this sort of yeah. stuff. Yeah. It's like, it's Although very, it's super very, robust now. Yeah, it seems like they're turning it around. They have stepped into overdrive. Everything is being collected. 
It's yeah. crazy. Yeah. I'm buying so many trades now. It's for everything from the 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s that I read is being collected, except for apparently just a society in Fuck you. <laughs> All right. Well, good question. It's not though. like we're talking about strawberry shortcake here. Calm it down. <sighs> Good question. All right. If you want to get on the show, you can email us at contact.ifanboy.com. Uh, be sure to include your name, where you're from, how long you've been thinking about your question, and try to keep it brief. And if you want to send in an audio question in MP3 format or whatnot, keep that to about 30 seconds or so. Keep them coming. And let's talk about our other shows and things that we have coming up, because there's a lot going on, and you need to keep it keep track of it. Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 is out. You guys saw it. I still haven't seen it. And if you want to know what Ron and Connor thought about it, you should download that show. And then next week... Iron Fist is a real thing. We recorded it. It's done. We, it's, it's been recorded, yes. It's recorded. It will come out. And then also there is a major superhero movie coming out. Major. Called Wonder Woman. Is it called Wonder Woman or is it called like Dark Excess of Wonder Woman's? Something? It is Warner Brothers DC Entertainment Wonder Woman brought to you by... Linda Carter. No, I don't know what it's called. It's, it's just called Wonder Woman. Woman. It's just called. I just I t- in Google I typed Wonder Woman and it says Showtime's for Wonder Woman. So I guess it's just called Wonder Woman. Yes. Wow. Yes. Not Dawn of Eternal Wonder Woman. Pain. Dawn Wonder of Wonder Wonder Woman. Wonder so look, Woman. look for the look for Iron Fist and Wonder Woman coming next week. That's Wonder just, Woman. So many things. Wonder Woman. Wonder, <laughs> Wonder Woman. Woman. In addition, we released our book Splode, which you mentioned earlier on Roughneck, the Jeff Lemire OGN. And we also, this past week, released uh, the Animated Brain Trust's take on Teen Titans, the Judas Contract animated movie that came out. So that show is right behind this one on the feed. You can find all kinds of special edition podcasts this month, this summer, in fact. It's funny because Wonder Woman is actually pronounced Commandy. Yeah. Which people are going to find out in the movie. So They're going to be very confused. Yeah, um, And then finally, if you're looking for more podcasts to listen to, uh, one of our sister shows, Damn Fine Podcast, is done by me along with uh, our good friend Tom Merritt and Connor Kilpatrick is on quite a bit. Uh, we're talking about Twin Peaks, which, if you uh, are not aware, is back on TV. Uh, Twin Peaks The Return aired on Showtime last Sunday, and uh, we're right there podcasting about each episode. So you go to damnfinepodcast.com. You can, you can subscribe to that feed. Check it out. Get on board the Twin Peaks Nation. Uh, we've been having a lot of fun, right, Connor? It's yes. Been, uh, it's been crazy. I'm on this week's episode talking about three and four. Yeah. Yes, you are. So that, that should be out the same time. It should be out uh, very shortly after this show on Sunday. So, That's yeah. right. Whew. Emotionally distressing. You guys okay? It's a hanging lot. In. We're, we're hanging in there. Okay. In the meantime, while these guys recover, you can go over to ifanboy.com. You can find out about all of our other podcasts. You can go to facebook.com slash ifanboy. And, of course, at ifanboy on Twitter. Um, and you will find out what the pick of the week is there before the show comes out and other stuff that uh, we put up on there. Uh, and, of course, you can follow us individually on both Twitter and Instagram at jaflanagan, at ronxo, and at cskelpatrick. And if you like the show, write a review on iTunes. That's for any show you listen to, including this one, Damn Fine Podcast, maybe... A show that invented podcasting like Serial or S-Town. Give them a review. Give them a written review. Even a star rating helps. Just it takes a second to give a star rating. You don't have to write anything down. And it helps people find podcasts. It helps bubble the shows up. And it helps spread the word. And that's the easiest thing you can do to help your favorite podcast find a bigger audience. And that is it for this week's show. Thank you for listening. I'm Connor. I'm Ron. And I'm Josh. Goodbye. That's pronounced commandy. <laughs> finally, finally, Ron. Always you know, sometimes think it's me, but you know.